0: Justice Sotomayor has the opinion of the court today in 21869, 869 Andy Warhol Foundation versus Goldsmith. This, <clears throat> this copyright case involves not one, but two artists. The first, Andy Warhol, is well known. Warhol's images of products like Campbell's soup cans and cele- celebrities like Marilyn Monroe appear in museums around the world at least to people close to my age. The second, Lynn Goldsmith, is less well-known, but she, too, was successful in her field. Goldsmith is a professional photographer. She specializes in concert and portrait photography of rock and roll musicians, and she commonly licenses her photographs to magazines and other publications. Goldsmith has captured some of the 20th century's greatest rock stars, Bob Dylan, Mick Jagger, Patti Smith, Bruce Springsteen, and as relevant here, Prince. In 1984, Vanity Fair sought to license one of Goldsmith's copyright photographs of Prince to use as an artist reference for an illustration in its magazine. Goldsmith agreed on the condition that the use be for one time only. Vanity Fair hired Andy Warhol as the artist to create the illustration. Warhol made a purple silk screen portrait of Prince using Goldsmith's photography, and Vanity Fair published The Purple Prince alongside an article about Prince. Vanity Fair credited Smith for the source photograph and paid her $400. Warhol, however, did not stop with the Vanity Fair illustration he derived 15 additional works from Goldsmith's photograph, now known as the Prince series. Goldsmith did not know about the Prince series until decades later, when she saw an orange silkscreen portrait of Prince on the cover of a magazine published by Condé Nast. Condé Nast's parent company is Vanity Fair. The year was 2016, and Prince had just died. (coughs) Condi Nast wanted to publish a special tribute to the musician. It contacted Warhol's successor and in interest, the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, Inc., about the possibility of reusing Vanity Fair's purple prints. After the foundation informed Condé Nast about the other Prince series images, however, Condi Nas opted to use orange prints instead. It paid the Warhol Foundation $10,000 to do so. This time around, Goldsmith got nothing. Not a small share of that sum, not even a source credit. When she saw the cover of Condé Nast's special edition magazine, Goldsmith instantly recognized her photography. Orange prints like purple prints, crops, flattens, and colors the photograph, but otherwise does not alter it. Goldsmith notified the Warhol Foundation of her belief that it had infringed her copyright. The foundation then sued her for a declaratory judgment of non-infringement or in the alternative of fair use. The sole question in this court is whether the first of four statutory fair use factors, quote, the purpose and character of the use, including whether such use is of a commercial nature, close quote, weighs in favor of the Warhols Foundation's recent commercial licensing to Condé Nast. On that narrow question, and limited to that challenged use, the court agrees with the court below, the Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. The first factor favors Goldsmith, not the Foundation. This court has previously defined the central question of the first factor to be: quote, whether the new work merely supersedes the objects of the original creation, supplanting the original, or instead adds something new with a further purpose or different character. A use that has a further purpose or different character is said to be transformative. But because most copying has some further purpose, and many secondary works add something new, the first factor instead asks whether and to what extent the use at issue has a purpose or character distinct from the original. In other words, transformative is a matter of degree. This is important because the word transform though not in the first first fair use factor, appears elsewhere in the Copyright Act. The Act defines derivative works, which the copyright owner has the exclusive right to prepare, to include any other form in in which a work may be, and I'm quoting, recast, transformed, or adapted. Close quote. That is, the owner has a right to derivative transformation of her work. Such transformations may be substantial, like the adaptation of a book into a movie. The copyright statute and this court's cases illustrate two other points, therefore, about the first factor. First, the commercial, use of the, the commercial nature of the use is relevant, though not dispositive. Second, the first factor considers the justification for the use. A secondary user must have a compelling reason to copy an original work, not merely to make it better. It must be doing something different. Turning to this case, fair use requires an analysis of the specific use of a copyrighted work alleged to be infringing. Here, Goldsmith's photographer, photography has been used in multiple ways. But the only use that is alleged to be infringing is the Warhol Foundation's recent commercial licensing of orange prints to Condé Nast. Therefore, the court expresses no opinion as to the creation, display, or sale of any of the original prints series works. Goldsmith's original photography and the Warhol Foundation's use of that photograph in licensing orange prints to Condé share, the two share substantially the same purpose. Both are portraits of prints that have been used to depict prints in magazine stories about prints. Moreover, the foundation's use of Goldsmith's photograph is of a commercial nature. Taken together, these two elements counsel against fair use, absent some other justification for copying. The Warhol Foundation argues that the purpose and character of its use of Goldsmith's photograph weighs in favor of fair use, because Warhol's image has a new meaning or message. Although new expression, meaning, or message, as reasonably can be perceived, may be relevant to whether a use has a sufficiently distinct purpose and character, it is not, more. It is not without more, dispositive of the first factor. That factor entails an objective inquiry into what use was made, what the user does with the original work, not into the subjective intent of the user or the subjective interpretation of a court. This court's decision in Campbell versus a Acuff Rose Music is inst- instructive. In that case, a group named two live crew created a rap version of Roy Orbison's song, Oh Pretty Woman. Two live crews' version of that song was created, and it involved substantial effort. It it also transformed the original by adding new lyrics and music. In other words, new messages and aesthetics. But that was not enough for the first factor to weigh in favor of fair use. The court found it necessary to determine whether two live crews' transformation rose to the level of parody, a fundamentally distinct purpose of commenting on the original or criticizing it. Moreover, parody, the court explained, must be able to conjure up the original and so has has a claim to fairness in borrowing from it. The Warhol Foundation does not have a similar claim to fairness in borrowing from Goldsmith's photograph. Copying might have been helpful to convey a different message. It often is. But that is not justification enough. Nor does it distinguish the foundation from a long list of would-be, uh, would-be users. Like a musician who finds it helpful to sample another artist's song to make his own. Or a filmmaker or playwright who finds it helpful to adapt a novel rather than start from scratch. The fair factor would not favor a commercial remix of Prince's Purple Rain just because the re- remix added new expression or had a different aesthetic. A film or, masac- or musical adaptation, like that of Alice's <laughs> Walker's The Color Purful, Purple, might be highly creative, alter the meaning of a classic novel, and add something new and important but that does not dispense with the need for licensing. For these and other reasons set forth in today's opinion, the court decides that the first factor, the purpose and character of the use, including whether such use is of a commercial nature, favors Goldsmith. The judgment of the Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit is affirmed. Justice Gorsuch has filed a concurring opinion in which Justice Jackson joins. Justice Kagan has filed a dissenting opinion in which the Chief Justice joins.